pastor gave us a, a word in staff this, uh, this past Tuesday, and it's kind of been messing me up all week. Uh, and it uh, comes out of 1 Thessalonians. So open your Bible. If you got your Bible, you got your Bibles. Smartphone, smartphone, something like that. Huh? All right, pull that out. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. How many are thankful for his word? Amen. Always have your word with you. Even if, if you got your phone and got the app on your phone or whatever, right? And your version may be different from mine, so it's okay. It's all right. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm not going to, I don't want you to put it on the screen because I'm just going to use the version I have. I know we don't have a version on there, so it's all right because I don't want it to be confusing. Yeah, don't put that version on. That's the classic. Don't use that one because I don't want to uh, confuse me and I don't want to confuse them and just read along with your word. Uh, I'm reading from Amplified, the revised version, I guess. Uh, so, but you can read it in anyone because it'll translate because God's word is amazing. Amen. So becoming a better version of yourself and, and forgive me if I go on some trails cause I, I really believe the Holy spirit is, is just dealing with me cause he's talking to me in this. And so I just want to let you in on the conversation he was having with me. <laughs> And dealing with me because um, how many understand that sometimes when you're going through something, it might help somebody else. Amen. Amen. So let's let's get into this thing. First Thessalonians chapter four. It says, finally, believers, and I'm going to stop uh, here, here and there and just just camp out in some places. It says, finally, believers, we ask and admonish you in the Lord Jesus that you follow the instruction you receive from us about how you ought to walk. Please, we admonish you. It's almost begging. It's almost telling you, listen, please do what we have asked of you to do. How many of you have been asked by either Pastor Scott Myself, other pastors, other leaders, how many of you have been asked to live and walk and do things a certain way? Anybody? And, and, and how many of you have been asked by leadership and people, and hey, do it this way. Do it God's way. Do it the way the Word has asked you to do. We admonish you. We ask you. We implore you. Please change right because as spiritual advisors we can't say the word counselors now because we get in trouble because you got to have a degree right so we implore you we ask you please change please do what the word is asking you to do because the way you are going is not best for you it's not leading you to a better version of yourself. Your actions, the way you're walking, the way you talk, the way you do things, the way you're treating people, the way you are going about your everyday life is not to your benefit. So we're asking you to change. We're asking you to do what we've asked you to do from the Lord, not based on us. How many understand when we preach the word or you preach the word or you give, it's not for you, it's for the people, right? Amen? So we admonish you, the instruction you receive, please do, of how you ought to walk and please God. And, and then it says, this side note, it says, just as you are actually doing. So he's speaking to the king in you. He's expecting that you're already doing those things. He's expecting that you're already going about changing some areas in your life to where you can line up with God's word and be pleasing to him. Anybody on that track? Some of y'all ain't. Mm. 
That's why you're here. Come on. So you're actually doing it. And that you excel even more. You're becoming better. You're moving. You're not staying the same. You're going to another level. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to another level. Oh, that ain't convincing. I'm going to another level. You need to have an attitude about that. Because I'm not staying the same. That song, I, I'm sorry, I had this thought, Lord, y'all know how my brain works. But I ain't going back and forth with you. I'm living my best life. You know, I actually didn't know what that song said until I heard the unclean version. And it shocked me. They said, never mind. <laughs> they said the word. Oh, my God. Why would you sing that? Good night alive. That you excel even more and more, pursuing a life of purpose. Who has a life of purpose in this place? Come on, who has a life of purpose in here? I'm pursuing a life of purpose. I'm pursuing a better version of me. I want to live in maximum momentum. I'm pursuing a life of purpose and living in a way that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. Living a life of gratitude towards God because of my salvation. Now, I talked a few weeks ago about gratitude and having gratitude and being thankful. I was talking to my kids the night before they had to go to school. We sat down. And kind of prayed over him. I was just giving, speaking life to him and just talking about, hey, listen, you got to, you know, be the example, love people, all this kind of stuff. Just really, really just speaking the word over him. And then I was just talking about them being grateful and living a life that's, that's being grateful. And that um, because my kids didn't have to struggle and go through the stuff we came, I came out of. We didn't have the stuff my kids get now. I didn't have that. I didn't have that. We had to pour water in the ketchup to get more ketchup. Come on, anybody? Come on. We didn't have, if we couldn't afford the Kool-Aid, we just, I mean, I, we, we, had, we had sugar water. We had, I mean, come on. Hamburger, no help, no, no help, nothing. And so that kids, if they want to, you know, now if we run out of something, we're able to just go to the store and go get it, right? And then we do for our kids. We, we, there's a lot of things we do. There's a lot of, and so we're talking about them being grateful. And I say, listen, guys, being grateful is not just you saying thankful, thank you. It's not just saying, I appreciated that. Thank you. That works now. That helps. That feels good to, for somebody to tell you thank you for something they did, right? But more than that, it's how you behave. It's how you act. It's how you do things. It's how you go about yourself. But what says thank you to me is when you clean up your room without me asking. When I tell you to do something and you don't roll your eyes. Come on. That's, that shows me gratitude. So, in, and I talked about the other day, it shows gratitude to God how you live, what you do. It doesn't show gratitude to God when he's, when he's brought you out of addiction, brought you out of darkness, brought you out of the situation that you've been in, and then you go right back. That's not being grateful. It doesn't show gratitude when you come in the house of God. And man, and people, there are people that can't come in here. They can't leave their room. They can't come out of their bedroom. But you come in here and we're, we say, lift your hands, praise God. And you. That's gratitude. That's not, that's not showing gratitude when you can come in the house of God. And it says for all of us to come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. 
Praising God is not a suggestion, it's a commandment. And listen, it's actually a, 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 a benefit to us. It's a privilege, it's an honor for us to come in and thank the God that delivered us from our mess. But we can come in, that's just not my personality. Oh, yeah, they used to tear the club up on Saturday, yeah. But come in here and just be like, they show their gratitude to, what's that dude's name, Lil Wayne. But they don't want to show gratitude to God. We show our gratitude to Alabama football and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, those, that's my team now. But we show, gratitude, we show more gratitude to them scoring a touchdown than to the one that saved our life. And you can say that's extreme, but it's not extreme. That's honest. That's honest. So where your heart, where your, where your trust, that's where your heart is. So, uh, Showing a life and living a life that, is, that shows gratitude to God. When we give, we talked about giving and maximum momentum and giving and living a life that's a, that's, that's a blessed life, not just financially, but in every area of our life. And the thing is, when we don't give, we don't show gratitude to God. Who owns everything? Who, who owns this? Who owns everything? Huh? Who, who's given us everything that we have? Right? And the only thing he asks for is 10%. And if we can't give it to him, we're saying we are not grateful for what we have and what he's given us. Come on, a life of gra- gratitude, right? And, be, and then it goes on to say, uh, to God, for your salvation. How many of y'all were messed up from the neck up, from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet? You was a mess. Come on. How many of y'all will admit I was messed up from the float? Look, there's your, preach it. Somebody in here will agree with you. You know I'm going to mess with people. Listen, it says living a life of gratitude for your salvation. Being grateful because God rescued you out of your mess. You know, this morning, man, I just, I could have flew through the roof this morning. All my fountains are in you. Every breath I live for your love. Because his love, I, I call, and you answer me. I was a mess, and you fixed my mess. I was broken, and you healed me. I was lost, and your love found me. And so how can I come in the house of God? How can I just, just be and just come in and just be... Man, if somebody, is, if you're in the line of a, uh, uh, in traffic and a car is coming and somebody pushes you out the way and saves your life, you're not going to walk up to them and be like, hey, thank you. Man, you're going to show gratitude. You're going to love on them. You're going to hug them. You're going to just, you're going to, there's, there's almost nothing. It's almost like you're going to tell them, look, there's no amount of money in the world that could make me thank you more or whatever. You're not going to be silent. Come on now, right? That expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. For you know, verse 2, for you know what commandments and precepts we gave you by the authority of God 
by the authority of the Lord Jesus. How many understand that we know already, like the, the South, it, we're, the, we're the Christian capital of the world, in a sense. Right? We're the, we're everybody goes to church, everybody's saved, everybody has a relationship with Christ, and all that. So people know the word, right? They know the word. They know the precepts. They know the concepts, but they deny the power. Right? Right? And so that's the problem that, that we live in. That's the thing that's going on in our lives uh, today is that we, we, we know the concepts. We know what we've been instructed. We've all, we go to church. We hear the word. We do those things. But all, a lot of the times we're not putting those things into practice. We're having religion, not relationship. Right? That's what that is. Okay? For you know that. You know the authority that we, give, that we come from. We know the authority that has been placed in this house. How many understand we got an amazing man of God that leads this house? Come on, y'all, that, that, that ain't good enough. Do y'all, y'all understand we have an amazing man of God that leads this house? And he doesn't operate by his own authority. He operates by the authority of God that's been given to him. And so we got to be so careful that we do not deny the power of God in order to live right. Amen? All right, so verse 3, for this is the will of God, that you be sanctified. Come on, somebody say sanctified. Sanctification. That's an old word. That's a, not an old word, but that's a word back in the day. You got to be sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Fire baptized. Sanctified. That's, that word can be scary. Because to, to people that are new and, and, and new to God and, 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 and new to this whole uh, 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 Christian thing and, and, and living for the Lord, that can be an intimidating word sanctification, sanctified, right? So what does that mean? It talks about being set apart, right? Set apart, separate, come on, set apart from sin, that you abstain and back away from sexual immorality, come on, that each of you know how to control his own body, in holiness and honor. Somebody say holiness and honor. Being available for God's purpose and separated form from things profane. So I want to give you this story. I was, uh, you know, some of y'all know I work at the uh, uh, bus shop on the side. I, I drive buses for the city. And uh, so we've had this, I, I've had several conversations with people, and a lot of people um, uh, don't like what I say. And the reason is because um, I say it in love, and I just don't understand. <laughs> but, but, but what? because we deal with religion. And so I'm, I just, I get, I don't let people get away with religion around me. Because it's detrimental to people. It's, it is. It's detrimental because people think, hey, I can live this way and it'll be okay. And it's not okay. Come on, right? We want to live a life that's pleasing to God. But if you don't know who the God you serve is and what he's about, you're going to mess other people up. And so uh, there was an instance where this, uh, some lady was there. Come here, Makanda. I'm going to use you as an example. You'll be the lady, yes. No, no I, I'll be the lady. I'll be the lady. <laughs> I'm securing my manhood. I can be. All right. So this lady, she has a tendency to be overly friendly with males. And so... Uh, you know, I would be nice and everybody, you know, talking and different things. And for some reason, she felt to that today was the day that she would be overly friendly with me. So, 
So, you know, it was just a joke, just, la- just laughing. All- and she thought it was funny. You know, I didn't think it was funny at the time. Uh, and so she, come on, where you going, son? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So just stand, stay still. All right. So she, she was acting like, you know, we, she said something. I, don't, I can't even remember what was said. And she said something about, oh, you, I, I'll take you out or I'll beat you up or da da da. And I was like, man, what, what in the world are you talking about? Whatever. So she comes over and she gets up on me like this. Like she's trying to fight me, right? Right? Her, her, her bosoms, everything, all on my shoulder. So this is what I did. I'm going to tell come here. Let me see something. I gotta find some. Okay, there. Look, there was a there was a table. There was a big old table. So that's the table right there. Can you get that table? See that table? So she all up on like this, right? I went just like this. Oh no! 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 I went to running in the other room. No. No. You ain't getting high, no devil. Run. And I said it out loud. I said, the Bible said, flee. Flee. And I'm talking about, there's about 20 other drivers in there. And they looking at me, what is wrong with him? I said, the Bible say, run, get out, drop your butt and run. Yeah. And, and, and then the, this other lady said, you actually ran. I said, yes. I said, because guess what? You're going to be the first one to say, uh-huh, she was all up on him and la, 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 and guess what? Not the devil is a lie. Get away from me. See, the problem is some of us ain't running no more. Come on, some of us ain't running. We, we, we sitting up on Facebook and sitting up, come on, because I'm talking to me now. I'm just letting y'all in on our conversation. Some of us ain't running no more. It's okay for us to watch things and, and, and be a part of things and, and go to places that we used to not go. That we used to say was, you know, uh-uh, that's ho- that, ain't, that ain't holy. That's not sanctified. But now we've let our guard down because we're watching other people that we look up to that have let their guard down, and we've made it Bible. Y'all didn't come here for this this morning, did you? Don't y'all want to become a better version of yourself? And so what we've done is we've got a part of this whole society of, of, of oh, it's okay. Come on, we've let this stuff creep in. And so what happens is now we don't run, we just be nice. I don't want to cause any friction. I don't want nobody not to lie. I, I want to be able to come into work and people not be talking behind my back. I don't care about you talking behind my back. I'm going to do what the word says. And I'm fleeing lust. Listen, my background, I, I came out of pornography and all those kind of things. I ain't got time to be sitting there and, and, and letting things happen. And being okay. And so what we've allowed the world and allowed even other people that have let, down, let their guard down 
because we respect them, we love them, we do whatever. And so now what they do, can I, listen, listen, let me tell you something. Even if I am doing something or do something that, that you question or you feel is uncomfortable for your life or you feel you don't agree, please don't do it. Keep your conviction. Because the Bible says this. The Bible, this is what the Word says. You got to be obedient to God because, listen, some things for me, may not be the same for you. If God told you stop doing that and then you, listen, it might be sin for you. We got to stop living our life according to what other people do. For me, I don't need to watch that. I don't need to allow that in my life. I don't need to do that. I don't need to go this place and that place. Because for me, it's disobedience. Because I know God told me no. Amen? How many of y'all want to become better? Look at somebody and tell them, can't you tell I'm, I'm getting better? And so we, we let our guard down, and we start watching things, and we start going places, and we start re- compromising with sin, and we start doing those things. And so now it leads us and gets us into a place where we're not, we don't need to be. Listen, I'm just, I'm just encouraging you to, to really listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I, like some of the things that we allow ourselves to watch and, and you think it's not going to creep up on you, but it's going to creep up on you. You know, what's the, I, what's the crazy show? I saw a bunch of Christians posting and, and talking about they can't wait till the next episode. Um, scandalous, scandal, something like that. And scandal. And then uh, some people, y'all like Empire and the haves and the have-nots and uh what's this other uh uh real housewives and all that kind of, listen guys listen i just want to help you i want to help you you may not think it's going it, it, it's a bother to you you may think oh it doesn't bother me but i'm telling you it's going to creep up cuz it's a spirit behind it it's so seeds there's no way i'm a married man and i'm i'm watching divorce court Oh, I'm a married woman. I'm watching divorce court. That's that's crazy. It's crazy. But what I'm saying is, I'm not trying to bring condemnation. I'm just telling you, let's guard ourselves. Let's let's be set apart. Let's be careful in what we allow in our lives. Right, man? Y'all with me? That you know how to control your own body. Uh, be available for God's purpose and separate it. From things profane. This is the thing. Our name is pretty much all we have. And so you don't want your good to be evil spoken of in, in a lot of cases. You know, you want to be set apart for God's purpose. And when people say your name, you want good things attached. Now, sometimes you can't help people scandal in your name because a lot of people just don't want to do right. And, and some people will think, well, you just think you're too good, and you just think you're all that, and you got, no, yeah, uh, come on now. You know, you should know the difference. Amen? Amen? So, be set apart. Don't have your name attached to wrong things, wrong people, right? Uh, I had to deal with this young man yesterday. Uh, we were at a volleyball game or something, and uh, this young man uh, was using a lot of language that I did not like. And it was a young man I knew and 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 uh, uh, has been here before or whatever and all that. And so <clears throat> I just stopped in the conversation and I looked over and I said, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! Watch your mouth." And everyone. 
All of them turned over and looked at me. I looked at him. He said, yes, sir. And what it made me think of this, it made me think of how many of us are not speaking up. How many of us are not speaking up? When we see things out of line, especially in school. Y'all young people, I would, whoo, Lord have mercy. I would not want to be in school with y'all today. This kid crazy. They need Jesus. Listen, I'm telling you what, Christian, if I, if I know you hanging around somebody that's cussing, fussing, and acting a fool, and I know about it, I'm coming to see you. Because you're better than that. Oh, you too. You already know. I got my eye out. Yes, Lord. Yeah, I'm telling if they cussing, fussing, keeping up a bunch of mess, getting in trouble, all that kind of stuff, stay away from them. And they can look at you and tell me, well, you just think you all that. I am all that. And a bag of chips. Skittles, M&Ms, everything else. Because listen, you you and it's, when you're young, it's different. It's like it's like, well, I, they're gonna think I'm this, and I'm not gonna have no friends, and and da da da. Who cares? You should have each other in this room. Now it's a difference if you're being an influence over them. But most of the time, you're not because you're not strong enough. You're not knowing who you are. Now, if you know who you are, you can look at them and say, hey, man, you know what? I can't, hang, I can't be around that and be okay. But, hey, it's, that's not y'all young folks. It's the adults because they said they, we having conversations at the plant. We having conversations in the break room. And they talking about your boss and all this kind of stuff, and you not saying nothing. Because we don't want to make any waves. Come on, it's time for us to speak up and speak out. That's what this world needs. We don't, we, this, listen, this world does not need, is the world... Is the world being shy or brash about their message? No. It's loud. I mean loud. I'm talking about they loud, real loud. That boy cussing and all that kind of stuff and got adults around. And I'm like, really? And ain't nobody said nothing. I said, hold, stop, because I'm about to pop this boy in the mouth. Oh, but no, then his mom would be like, you had no right here in my child. <laughs> don't, hang, don't hang with uh, Nadia. She'll get you killed. That's you hang with Nadia. You hang out with Nadia, you better run. You're going to get shot at. <laughs> so, not to be used in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God and are ignorant of his will. How many understand that God's will is for us to live holy, right? Sanctification. And that in this matter of sexual misconduct, no man shall transgress and defraud his brother because the Lord is the avenger in all things, just as we have told you before and solemnly warned you. Listen, this is the thing right here. And that in, in this matter of sexual misconduct, no man shall transgress and defraud his brother. What's happening nowadays is that we are being, a, uh, what do you call it? Oh, give me the word, give me the word, give me the word, give me the word. Accomplice that hurts our brother and sister in this matter. And this is what I'm saying to you. What we post how we dress, men and women, because we know everybody, you know, people want to wear their 
buttons down and, you know, guys want to show their little chest hair or little taco meat and, and everything. Or they want to wear shirts that's tight. You can't even, you can't even bend your, come on now. There's, there, don't just blame it on women. It's men. You know, I, you know, cause just cause, and listen, this is how it is. Uh, you got people that lose weight and, and, and they're proud of their body. Now they want to wear skimpy stuff. Men that work out, they get all muscular and all that. Now they want to wear stuff that tight, they can't breathe in. And listen, and this is, this is how society has gotten. But this is how, this is the trick here. It's saying, oh, you ought to be proud of your body. It's okay. You can show off your muscles. You can show off, girl, you got them legs, you got them, girl, you, you look good. Wear stuff tight as tight can be. But what you don't understand is you might be hurting someone else that's dealing with a problem. But what our first thing is like, oh, they need to get over it. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. God has got... But listen, listen, listen. It's not about you. We got to be so careful. And I'm not trying to bring, I'm not trying to, y'all got to hear my heart. We got to be so careful that we're not a part of the problem, that we are part of the solution. Amen? And because I've seen, like, when we posting on Facebook and taking pictures and different things, man, be careful. Our, our kids are watching, our people are, and if they see you as an adult, especially as someone that's supposed to be on fire for God, if they see you do it, in their eyes, oh, such and such did it, it's okay. I can wear skimpy this and, and, and uh, whatever, and, and, and it'd be, oh, no, come on. We got to be so careful in what we do. Amen? Y'all still with me? Pastor will be back next week. <laughs> He'll clean it up. He'll clean it up. So be careful. Listen, there shouldn't be anybody in this church that I have to hide a post from. Come on. Come on, I, I wouldn't want my pastor to see that. Come on. Let's be careful of what we do and how we conduct ourselves, how we take pictures. We taking pictures and we like this. What, what? Am I lying? No. Am I lying? Am I lying? What you advertising? What we advertising? What's back there that I got to, I, I want to see back there? You trying to show me what the name of your jeans or what the what? <laughs> Moving on. Thank you, Lord. That was extra. Some of y'all been like, oh, I can't believe he would say, I'm grown. I do what I want. Yes, I understand that. I understand that. But let's not be a part of the problem. Amen? Yes. Yes. Let's not defraud our brother. Let's not, let's not be a part of making them fall. You go to some church services, you don't know whether you're in the club or at church because they're dressed like, come on now. Whew, where am I at? Okay. All right, for God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness. Somebody say holiness. holiness. To be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases him, whether in public or Private. What? Just because you're not, we're not there with you. And see, that's the justification that, hey, I can go to this movie. I can watch this in here. I can, I'm not in the public, 
But God has called you to holiness both public and not just when somebody's watching. Right? We have to get out of that concept that because, hey, I'm by myself, it's okay. No, God is everywhere, right? The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. And what we've done is sometimes we've made him, be, we told him to really just shut up. And I'm going to do what I want to do, right? So public or private. So who, whoever, this is key, whoever rejects and disregards this, not merely rejecting man. You're not rejecting Man, you're not rejecting me. You're rejecting God and his words and, and what he's established for you. Right? Some of us think, well, well bless God, I'm not going to give. I'm not going back to that church. I ain't doing it. You think it's hurting us. It's not hurting them. It's hurting you. But you're not, you're not hurting uh, the man of God. You're really hurting God's heart. Amen? Rejects him, reject the man, uh, but the God who gives the Holy Spirit to you to dwell in you and empower you to overcome temptation. See, when we say in our mind, and we say, listen, I'm not, I'm just, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm, a, I'm grown. I live the way I want to live. Listen, you're not rejecting uh, uh, man, but you're rejecting God. But ultimately, you're telling the Holy Spirit, you're rejecting the Holy Spirit which is able to give you the power to do, to, to do what truth demands and to, and to help you overcome the temptation. How are some of you, how are you going to fight? How are you going to get over? How many of you have temptations in your life, to be, if you're going to be honest? Do you understand when you reject the word of God and you reject what his precepts are saying, you're rejecting the very power that's going to help you with that temptation. You're asking for wisdom. You're asking, God, help me. You're doing this. And he's saying in his word, this, 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 and this. And you're saying no, or you're delaying your obedience. You're rejecting the Holy Spirit telling you and instructing you what to do because the Holy Spirit is going to tell you and he's going to lead you into all truth if you let him somebody say if you let him just rhyme me a song I can't remember what song if you let him if you let him stop John Dunn. so whoever rejects and disregards you're not rejecting this man but God now concerning brotherly love you have no need for anyone to write you for you have been personally taught by God to love one another that is to have an unselfish concern for others and to do things for their benefit how many of you guys know thank you in this church what's our priority here at Daystar Family Church What? Experience God's love, share God's love. Put that in my pocket. I'm going to leave it up there. What? Experience God's love, share God's love. Do you understand that's our priority here at Daystar Family Church? Right? Y'all know that. And when you walk in here, a lot of times when people come, the first thing they say, they just felt the love of God. And loving God and, and loving, and, and, and it's hard to say I love God, but you can't love and do for your brother right here next to you, right? Right? So the thing is, it's saying that, look, we shouldn't have to talk to you again about loving people. Because for 15 years, Pastor Scott has been here, and every, every single Sunday, talking about the love of God and loving people and it's hard it's just it's just it's amazing to me that we reject that and we go back to doing what we want to do and in our hearts we feel 
that we're justified. We feel that we're justified in how we act and how we talk to people and how we deal with people. Do you understand that when you don't love your brother, it's almost as if murder. It's almost as if you hate them. And hate is murder. It's, 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 it's crazy to me that you can say you love your brother, but you can see them going through tough times, going through tough situations. And the first thing you might even say, because it's an inconvenience to your time and, 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 and well, they're not to the certain level that you think they need to be, then you don't help them. So I'm just telling you how, what, what God dealt with me. Because I, I tended to uh, go to and help the people that had a little bit more status. Or had a title or, or I don't know, or where I felt like, like other people would find out that I helped them. Uh, Y'all not going to make me feel like I was the only one. You know, so love, you can't, you can't be um, isolated and selective with who you love. Now, now, don't get me wrong. There, there are times when God will tell you don't know. He'll tell you no. You don't need to do anything. But there's times when God is on your heart, and I mean you know it's God, and you don't move because of your personal issues. So somebody say love. This morning, I, I really experienced the love of God during worship. I, man, uh, who was it? Oh, Pastor Shai started that song, You Are My Champion. And, man, I was just overwhelmed with this, the presence and the love of God. And, man, when you experience God's love, how dare we keep that to ourselves? You can't keep it to yourself. You got to share the love of God. How many of you are here because somebody shared the love of God with you? Right? You're here because of that. This room should be, this, this place should be filled with people. Why? Because we should be sharing the love of God with every person that we come in contact with. So, but this is the thing. If we're not confident in ourselves, if we're not confident and we're not, uh, if we're uh, are letting sin override us and get us out of relationship or, or get us out of God's presence, listen, when you let sin in, it robs you of your confidence. And so you're not going to be bold. You're not going to be, because I'm just telling you from experience, this is me. I can tell when I haven't been praying and I haven't been going after God like I need to because I'm not bold. People, I, I would have no problem sharing the gospel. I, I have a problem because I'm not confident, because I haven't been living it. And that's most of our problem because here at Daystar Family Church, you get the word of God. If you don't get nothing else, you get his word. But because we allow things in our life, we leave this place and we are not confident. And so we don't share his love. We don't share with people because we haven't been lining up with this. Y'all get me? Listen, I don't, I'm not meaning to be in condemnation. I'm just, I'm just trying to help you become that better version of yourself. I want, us, I want all of us to be bold about our testimony. I want us to be bold about who we, who we uh, live for and who, and who has saved our lives and all those kinds. I want us to not have a shame. I don't want us to have any reservation. Y'all all right with that? For indeed, you already do practice it. 
Yes, we practice a lot of love here. We, we do things for people. We go out our way. There's so many testimonies about people that do things for people without even everybody else knowing. All those kind of things are happening. Listen, it's time for us to take it to the next level. God has called us a city church. We're a church in this city that is amazing. We're an amazing church. But I'm telling you, it's time for us to take it to the next level. I, I, I challenge you. I challenge you to come here next Sunday with somebody that you shared the gospel or shared your love with and bring them here to sun, Sunday church with you. Bring them here. Bring them in the house. Amen? For indeed you already practice it, and the believers throughout Macedonia, by actively displaying your love and concern for them. Actively. Not by mouth. Not by words only. But by deeds, right? But we urge you, brothers and sisters, that you excel in this matter more and more. That's why I just got finished telling you. Time to take it up a notch. Take it to the next level. Go pick them up. Meet them for breakfast. Invite them to dinner. After church. Lunch. Hey, eat with me. Come to church with me. I'll take you to lunch. Come on. People love to eat. Amen? But we urge you, brothers and sisters, that you excel, excel, excel in your love. Excel in your unselfishness. How many of y'all deal with selfishness? Come on. We all do. We all do. And make it your ambition to live quietly and peacefully. And to mind your own affairs. I, it ain't me. It's the word. My cousin posted a video the other day. And that is, he said, this is my favorite song. And I just, it's just been on my heart. And he went to a door. And out the side of the front door, he got a broom. And he starts sweeping out. He said, sweep around your own front door. Before you try to sweep around mine. That's what it is. Mind your own affairs sometimes. Now there's come, there's come times where you got to get involved in something that doesn't pertain to you. Just like that, that boy that was using the language, I had to, I had to get involved. But there's a, you, you understand you, you can't be the one that's giving out everybody's prayer requests. Oh, such and such, she's been sleeping around, she's been doing this and all that. And Lord, y'all just pray for her. See, what's the name? See, see, he got himself in trouble, been gambling, got it, then doing this and lose, lost all his money. They, they in uh, foreclosure right now, and y'all just pray for them. You know, told the man all the man business. But you just, in the, in the name of the Lord. Now, you ain't heard that from me. Mind your own affairs and work with your hands just as we directory. Work. Somebody say work. Don't live. Listen, if there, I understand. There, there comes a point where we got to have help, right? We need help. But listen, don't get complacent. Don't live off the government your whole life. Listen, do you understand? And I know there's people in here that live. Listen, do you understand that the, that the system is set up to where you depend on the government? It makes you depend on them. And that's why we, live with, we deal with Love, Inc., because Love, Inc. teaches you how to, how, to change, how to change your lifestyle. It teaches you to budget. It teaches you to not, it teaches you to go and get rid of that 50-inch screen TV that you don't need and that you don't need to be getting from Rent-A-Center and pay your rent. Right? Come on. You don't need that. You need groceries in your house. You don't need cable. Come on. But see, the, the system is set up to where you depend on it. Because now when you go get a real job, 
Guess what happens? Well, you're not making as much money as you were if you were on the government money. And so what do they do? They leave that job. They say, look, I was making more money over here and get my nails done, get all my feet done, and had a car, all this kind of stuff, so I'm just going to go back. It's a trap. How many understand that God will give you everything you need? He will supply you. Now, there is a time. Now, don't get me wrong. Hear, hear my heart. There's a time when we need the government assistance sometimes. We did. But my mom and dad, they were determined that's not how we're going to live the rest of our life. We're going to go out here and work. Amen. If you, if you are, huh? That's right. How many, how many understand that government cheese made the best grilled cheese ever? That big block of cheese, Lord have mercy. Whoa, hold on. Y'all get it. I just had to give a shout right there. That government cheese was on point. Whoa, Lord have mercy. It'll stop you up, but it was good. <laughs> you had diarrhea, just eat that cheese. It's a trap. Somebody say a trap. Brothers and sisters, you excel and make your ambition to live quietly, peaceably. Mind your own affairs, work with your hands just as we directed, so that you will behave properly towards outsiders and be the example to them, exhibiting good character, personal integrity, and moral courage worthy of the respect of the outside world. Listen, people are watching us. They watch us when we go to the restaurant and act the food. They, they're watching us when we're, ne- we're at the schools or, or, and our child has been acting up and we go up there and we're going off on the administration when it's your child. Come on, they're watching us when we're in the restaurants and, and when we're out at uh, places and, and different things. You gotta be so careful. Listen, a lot of people are not in church and they don't want to deal with church people because of us. If that's the way the church act, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, they just they people are not crazy. People listen, listen, this is what y'all gotta understand. People want to be a part of something greater. Jesus never made people feel like they were less than, in a sense, okay? He always made people feel loved, but he never compromised and went on their level. He always held a higher standard. And what it did was it made people want to come up, made people want to change, when we around people, how do they leave our presence? Man, do they leave our presence pumped up or, or, or do they leave our presence the same way they came? Now, some people are just are not going to, they're, they're going to do what they want to do. They're going to whatever. Listen, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we have to show good character. Come on, we got to lead above the line. ATL. Somebody say ATL. We can't be that person that's in, in the grocery store and we take the, the cart somewhere and then we just leave it in the parking lot instead of going and taking it back, right? We can't leave it. And let's, let's take it a step. We just can't leave it to the person that's checking stuff out. Oh, we don't need it. Well, let me, no, I'll get it. I'll put it back. No, I'll get it. I'm the one that brought it up here. Come on, above, come on, above the line, right? 
So exhibiting good character, personal integrity, and moral courage, worthy of respect of the outside world. The world is looking for better. Somebody say, here, here I am. Because we're going to be called to be better. We're going to be the example of Jesus Christ in the earth. We're going to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. Amen? We can't be going around eating up everything in sight, all this kind of stuff, and, 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 and thinking we're going to be the example sometimes. We can't be going around doing anything, saying anything, uh, going off on people, and, and being, uh, and uh, man, no. People want to see better. They want to have something to respect. There's a guy. A guy, I was outside of, uh, and this is last. I'm, I'm about, I'm done. Last thing. There's a guy out of. Uh, I walked in the Winn Dixie, and I saw a guy walking out. He was messed up, so I didn't pay no attention. I just saw it out. Oh, it's weird. He he looks kind of weird. And so, I come outside. I'm done in 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 Winn Dixie, and I come outside, and the guy is on my car door. He's he's on my car. And he's sliding down my car door. And he's got a phone. And he's, and he's looking and he's trying to get his phone. And he's sliding down, sliding down. And he finally hits the ground. So I come out and I say, hey, man, what's up? And he was out of it. Hey, what's up with you? And I said, hey, man, I was just trying to help see, see what you need because you're trying to get in. That's my car. He looked at the car. He's like, man. I'm just trying to find my keys. His keys were on top of my car. He had lost them just that fast. He, he couldn't find them. And he was messed up. So he got up, and he came over, and he was in front of me. And I was just being careful because I didn't know whether or not he was, you know, what, what he was going to do. I didn't know. But I knew him. I knew him from Hillcrest High School when I used to work at Hillcrest. And um, it was one of the ones that used to get in trouble all the time. And he was messed up, man, just messed up. And so he looked, and I said, hey, man, do you remember me? He said, he looked at me, he's like, man, you worked at such and such. And I was like, no, I didn't work there. I said, I remember you. You remember me from uh, Hillcrest High School. And he stopped, and his whole, whew, Demeanor changed. Because he looked at me and he said, man, what you used to tell me, and I still remember those things. And he's still messed up, man. He's, man, what you, still, what you told me, man, I still remember, coach. Man. And so I had to stand there and wait for him. And he was, he tried to find his car. He found his car and I couldn't let him leave. And then another off-duty cop comes and we're talking to him. And he got agitated with the cop because the cop was talking to him like he was nothing. Now he wasn't like, like, he was calm the way he was talking, but people are not stupid. He knew in his voice that he was judging him and looking down on him because the way he was acting and the way his state that he was in. And I was talking to him, and I just said, hey, man, how's, how's everything going, man? Your mom, how's your mom doing? His mom, he said, man, my mom got stage three cancer. I said, well, what's going on with her? Tell me, tell me about what's happening with her. Because I, I knew I had to show the love of God in this situation. Because if he had gotten any more agitated, that cop would have beat him down or something would have happened crazy. And what it reminded me of is that we have to be ready anytime 
to share God's love with somebody. And I was home. I was trying to get, leave. I was trying to get home because we had just moved in the house. I'm trying to get home. I'm trying to go to the store. I know my wife's going to be texting me in a minute, talking about where you at, what's going on. And I would have, look, look here, I'm sharing the love of God, woman. And so it was inconvenient at the time, but it wasn't inconvenient because that's our purpose. That should be our priority, to, to experience his love and share his love. And so this chapter, we want to become such a better version of ourselves. I don't want to ever be satisfied with where I am. God has called me higher. And the Bible, and it tells us in there, I think it's verse 11, it says, to, for us to excel. I don't want to be known just for all the material things and the things I accomplish here on this earth. Man, when I leave this, this earth, I want people to say, man, he loved people. And he was about God's business. And so I just encourage you today. God has called us to live holy, set apart. He's called us to live above the line. He's called us to live and be the example of Jesus Christ in the earth. He's called us to live a purpose, live a life of purpose. All of us are called to be reconciliated. We are called ministers of reconciliation. So that means we all are called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ so men can come back to Jesus or come to Jesus. That's our purpose.